Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo Agnian episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hello, my darlings. Welcome back. So today is the 1st of December, meaning that despite this mad year we find ourselves in, the festive season is officially upon us. Now, traditionally, the festive season involves lots of flirting and romance. Now, whether that is at the office Christmas party for you or at the multitude of other social celebrations. However, this year, given lockdown round two, etc., you know, social distancing, sexy masks, uh, you know, all that fun stuff, our saucy merriment is going to have to play out a little bit differently this year. But fear not, this podcast episode is here to help. So if you are someone who is super sad that you won't get a chance to flex your festive flirt muscles this year, or you're panicking about being single at Christmas again, or for the first time, or you're clueless when it comes to the art of seduction, whether that's virtual or in real life, then this episode is for you. And in it, I will be sharing my four word mantra that will guarantee you a great Xmas, even if we're in lockdown again. Let's hope we're not, but You'll be all right if we are. Um, I'll be sharing why 2020 could actually be almost romantic Xmas ever. Uh huh. And I'm going to be sharing my top five tips to become the best virtual flirter that you know. So, do you know what? Let's dive straight in. So, let's start with my forward mantra that will guarantee you a great Xmas, even if we're even if we're in lockdown. Sorry. Now, you may be new here, so you might not have heard this, but those of you, certainly those of you who have done my uh, love coaching program, Get Your Soulmate, will know this well. The mantra is, this this mantra literally is the reason that I'm in the relationship with my beloved fiance, Joey Wildness, today. And it is the reason, like, it's kind of the reason for anything good in my life. Here it is. Are you ready? Surrender to the festival. I want you to write that down. Surrender to the festival. Let me explain what that means. Okay, so I'm going to tell the story in a real nutshell because I can make it go on for bloody ever. Um, So when I met my fiance, Joe, it was at a festival called Wilderness, hence why he is called Mr. Joey Wilderness, or that's his nickname anyway. Um, And I was single at the time. I was there because I was doing a uh, workshop with my friend, Joey. We were um, writing a new book at the time. And I'd been at the festival the year before, and I had spent a lot of that time doing what I call catting for cock, which basically means, uh, you know, I was looking around for a guy to kiss and distract me from 
feeling anxious, feeling a bit crap about myself, feeling not good about being single, all of that sort of thing. And I made this commitment to myself, considering that I was writing a self-help book um, the following year, like I was not going to show up in that way. And I was going to surrender to the festival and I was going to let the festival take me wherever it was going to take me. I was going to stop trying to control in the way I had the year before, because the year before I had been, you know, like I, I just kind of felt like wherever I was, it wasn't quite right. Like, you know, I, I, whatever food I was eating, it's like, well, that food looks better over there. Or if I was listening to a band, I think, oh, but what else is going on? Maybe I should be listening to that band or whatever people and friends I was with. I was constantly trying to meet up with other people. And, you know, because at festivals, the signal's awful. It was just, it was a disaster. So I just never, I felt like I was chasing my tail. And so I wanted to show up differently that year that I ended up meeting Joe. And so we, we did, we like literally bumped into each other amidst like thousands of people in a, um, in a kind of rave valley. Um, a valley rave, sorry. And we had a load of fun, but then, uh, and he walked me back to my tent and he got my number and I, and then he went back to his and he said, let's meet up. And then I replied to him the next day and he never replied. And, and I had to go through that whole thing of, you know, it just was, you know, being ghosted and feeling disappointed. And, you know, it was really tempting to cut. And I found myself like starting to look around the festival a bit for him, wherever I was just sort of keeping an eye out. And I had to snap myself out of that and be like, no, I made the commitment, surrender to the festival, which is to say, be where you are, be where you are right now, embrace and accept where you are and not just embrace and accept it, like make the best of it. And so this is, you know, that experience for me, it's been such a great teaching point uh, for all my clients and the women in my coaching program, because it was, it was like a microcosm of like what I had been doing in my whole life, whether that was to do with romance or whether it was to just do with any kind of success or anything that I wanted to attract into my life. I'm, you know, I've always been someone who's a high achiever. So, you know, and this is, it was something that actually held me back ironically in my career because I had a great, I've always had a great work ethic. Um, but it was that longing to be further ahead than I was and then feeling like, you know, always less than and what, what I was achieving or what I was doing was just not good enough. And, and I felt like that a lot of the time I was single until I really, you know, invested in uh, coaching and therapy and all sorts of working on myself and reading books and doing online programs and all of that sort of stuff um, for years, years and years. And I obviously continue to invest in myself, but you know, I, I had to do a lot of like really a lot of coaching. Really what we're doing is, is, is actually unlearning and teaching you to get out of bad habits that we just develop over the years. Because when you look at a, a child, like they don't, or like babies, they don't have all this stuff, you know, it's, um, it's conditioning that happens, um, as we kind of go through school and have all these different, grown-up influences on us which obviously in a lot of ways can be good but you know the fact is parents and adults they're going to project whatever their stuff is onto their children and whether they mean to or not that's just sort of the way the cookie crumbles and so that's why when it when you come to being of of you know an adult age and learning like the big, biggest lesson I shared a lot about this in my last episode you know taking responsibility for your own experience which means you know unlearning all the things that are not helpful to you and for me the biggest one being is like stop resisting where you are um get out of that negative cycle and that negative loop of telling yourself that it's not right like actually the thing that I always remind myself when I start to feel like that is I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right now 
I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Everything is working out for me. I get to choose how I experience this. Do I want to bitch and moan or do I want to embrace it? And do I want to choose to find the joy and yes, the gratitude, because there is always, always, always going to be something to be grateful for in any situation, even in the really hard ones. And why is this so relevant? I don't think I need to tell you why this is so relevant in 2020, because the world has gone to hell in a handbag. And actually we can choose to see this year as being a total disaster or, and this is how I now think, I'm like, this is exactly what needed to happen. Because guess what? We are all being forced to wake up. And that's the only way awakenings ever happen. The only reason that I started working on my love life and then obviously that leading to me having an amazing relationship and life that I have today is because I I, I hit rock bottom. In 2010, if you know my story, um, I was an actress. Like on the outside, things kind of looked good until it all just kind of fell apart because I was I was such a bad place mentally. And I I hated, like, really, I think, you know, I hated myself. And, and I, and that, that sort of self-hatred and that self-loathing and that low self-esteem, then that just started to create massive um, problems in my life because you can only sort of keep it together for so long before it starts spilling out. Um, And I put on the biggest blessing, which at the time felt like the absolute worst, was putting on two stone in two months when I was in an acting job in Shanghai, but it was so transformational because with that, I couldn't hide that weight gain. And so that is really what, you know, got me to start changing. And um, with the support of my family and, you know, some great therapists. Um, So, you know, right now I look back and go, the things that are, and I'm not saying that was the hardest thing I've ever gone through, but when I'd kind of, you know, to be honest, it was really, really difficult because men reacted very differently to to me, not because of the weight gain, but because of how I felt about myself. Um, so yeah, the, the, your external circumstances are always going to be a reflection of what is going on internally inside of you. So the reason this mantra has been so powerful is because it is the perfect balance of understanding where do I take responsibility i.e. what am I in control of? Where is my power? And what do I need to stop trying to control? Because the issue with us humans is that we spend all of our time and energy trying to control the things we can't control in your love life. That looks like trying to get a man to fall in love with you or fancy you or whatever it is. Um, And we don't put our energy into controlling the things that we can control, i.e. how I feel about myself what's going on in my life? Like so much of that stuff we can control. And, you know, the thing that has um, got me through so much crap in my life has been um, a prayer that I learned in 12-step recovery rooms. And you may well know it. It's called the serenity prayer. It starts with the word God, but because I know that can be very grating for some people, I'm going to leave that word out. Um, and I'm just going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the extended serenity prayer, because even those of you who know the serenity prayer, you may not know the extended. I'm going to say it slowly and I want you to write it down because if nothing else, I know this seems really like, what has this got to do with flirting, but it will all become clear. Um, write this down because this will be, this has been one of the biggest, biggest, biggest helps in every area of my life. Okay. So here we go. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. 
Grant me patience with the changes that take time. Appreciation of all that I have. Tolerance for those with different struggles and the strength to get up and try again one day at a time. Now you can probably Google that, Google the extended serenity prayer. I'm going to say it faster again. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Grant me patience with the changes that take time, appreciation for all that I have, tolerance for those with different struggles, and the strength to get up and try again one day at a time. So this first segment is all about, you know, how to guarantee a great Christmas. Well, whatever situation we find ourselves in on Christmas Day and in the, you know, weeks in the run up to it, we're in December now and, you know, lockdown two, I'm based in London, is supposed to finish, I think, around the second or third of December. Lord only knows if it if it won't or will or whatever, but um, you get to choose how you greet that, whatever happens. Like, what experience do you want to have? For example, like me and Joe moved out our flat. He is currently in the Isle of Wight on a film job. And I'm with my parents. So, of course, I miss him. I'm at my parents' um, family house. And I could choose that to be like, oh, I've lost my independence. And, you know, where is me? Or I can go, I am living with my siblings. Like, my parents have their siblings with, uh, have all their three kids together. I get to live with my siblings for, you know, weeks, months, however long it's going to be. And I'm probably not going to ever do that again. In the first lockdown, Joe and I spent time with, um, we lived at his parents in the Midlands and with his uh, two brothers. So, you know, when are we ever going to get to spend months like that? And we had honestly the best time. It wasn't without its challenges and struggles. But overall, when I look back at this year, I'm like, it's been amazing. Do you know why? Because I've chosen to experience it in that way. I've chosen to make the best of it for the most part. I am only human. There's obviously, I've had my moments, but I really honestly, even though the world is insane right now, I mean, it's always been insane. What's going on this year is that we're just, it's just coming to light. That's it. It's not that this stuff was always there, by the way. It's just that we're all, we can't have our fingers in our ears and hands over our eyes like that blooming emo- monkey emoji anymore. Like we've got to get the hands off the eyes, fingers out the ears and uh, hands off the mouth and speak up where necessary and also know when to shut up in my case. Um, You know, it's up to us because there's a lot that we can't control with what's going on, but we have a massive impact on the people around us and with the internet and everything insane on there right now like what do you choose to spread love or hate and fear and judgment we need a deluge of joy and love and good good energy good vibes right now and it really is the most pioneering thing you can do i really 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 believe that so surrender to the festival surrender to the festive festival in this case. Oh, I like that. Surrender to the festive festival. So right, five words. Embrace it, make the most of it. Because you know what, my loves, one day we will look back on this in the way, like, you know how old people always talk about the war with nostalgia and you think, God, it must have been bloody awful. Like, why are you so fond of it? Because it brought you together. It brought you together in a way that like, you know, only conflict and same with like 9-11 or anything harrowing and awful. Yes, it's horrific and we would rather it didn't happen. 
but there is beauty and comfort to be found in it because it does like tragedy and pain and all of that sort of stuff it does bring people together and so I actually feel like one day all of us when we're old and gray will look back on this with a, with a sense of nostalgia for this year so you know choose to make the best of it surrender to the festive festival right I'm gonna move on why 2020 could actually be your most romantic Xmas ever so kind of carrying on from that war vein um Drama and conflict, okay? So that is what is the background to everything going on this year. Think of the love poems from the war. Think of any great work of art. Look at all of Shakespeare. You know, I live and love Shakespeare. I um, did European classical acting at drama school and I uh, was very fortunate enough to perform on the on Shakespeare's Globe. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really a hopeless romantic in a lot of ways. So I've always loved the war poetry. And I think that that's something that, you know, I've, I've had so many clients and women who've done my program who've fallen in love this year and have the most beautiful love stories because what what's going on is you're, we're being given the opportunity to go deeper, to ask more interesting questions instead of just like the way that, you know, we were all operating before, which was very kind of superficial and surface level and you know, this year has shaken things up so much. So we're actually just, you know, it's given us the opportunity. Like even if we don't mean to, it's very difficult to not ask if you're on a date with someone or you're speaking over an app, like how are you finding this year? Obviously it's been really hard, like to straight away off the bat, go in a little bit deeper. So I just think, you know, if you do meet someone this year, you were never going to feel, oh my God, we met, we fell in love in the crazy year that was 2020. Like even just saying that, like, for, like, and I know that's the case for a lot of my clients, like it's so beautiful because they will never forget that. Imagine telling the grandkids about that. Um, and, you know, add that to Christmas, um, even more romantic. So another thing is, you know, with what we're being forced to do, particularly now we're in a second lockdown, is is virtual dating. Now, the reason this is good means that, and I've talked a lot about this over the months, um, you are inevitably, if you're, if you're doing virtual dates, which I really encourage, by the way, um, even before you do a park, well, I don't even know if we're allowed to do, you know, park walks at the moment, um, but you are, you can do virtual dates. So you can just jump on and, you know, what I call a chemistry or a connection date, just spend half an hour, quick coffee, nothing too much, and just see if you vibe with the person. And if, you know, does conversation flow easily? Do you have similar interests? You know, just how do you feel? That's how you can tell if a date goes well. How do you feel? Do you feel like yourself? So the good news about um, the restraints um, that social distancing and lockdown is that it means that that connection, it's a bit like Jane Austen times, you know, when it comes to seduction, the whole art of seduction, think about burlesque, it is slow. It is considered. It's not that just like porny sort of like, get it all out, get it over with as fast as possible. It's more like, you know, Victorian slash Jane Austen times of really slow, like the courting, the wooing, it would last months. That doesn't happen these days. I was really fortunate where it kind of did for me and Joe in that he was away for, we met for two weeks. Uh, we, he was, we were like dating for two weeks and he, he was off for six weeks to Bali with um, his, his mates. And so we did a lot of virtual dating there just because we didn't really have much other choice. And it meant that we got to know each other in a really different way. Like had he been there, it, it probably would have sped things up a lot more you know, remember in Victorian times as well, you know, showing a bit of ankle was saucy. So I like the fact that we're kind of going backwards a little bit 
um, into more romantic times instead of just, you know, quick one night stand, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am vibes. Um, because where have you got to go? If you start there, you've got nowhere to go. It's seduction is all about tension and the buildup and the slow. And, the, you know, in an Amazon Prime culture, which is like everything super fast, we're not patient. You know, we are being we're being primed to start showing up in our life and in our romantic life differently. So this is why 2020 could actually be our romantic, most romantic year yet. Xmas yet. So finally, my top five tips to become the best virtual flirter you know. Now, as I've already said, we don't have physical touch. Um, unless you're in what I hear is a sex bubble. Um, I don't know much about this, but please let me know if this is a real thing. Because my friend said it was, that you can get in a sex bubble. I don't encourage that. Certainly not with strangers. If you've already been dating someone for a while, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, but please don't get into a sex bubble. Use this time to get to know someone's personality virtually. Um, and ideally, don't just WhatsApp the whole time. Like, actually have FaceTimes and, like, make it an actual date. Um, you know, like, have it whether you have a glass of wine or a coffee date, whatever it is. But make it, like, set the scene. Light a candle. Do it at night. Make it feel. Put some music on. Do a nice little backdrop. Spread, like, dress up, spray yourself in perfume like you're going on an actual date. You'll have a very different experience. I promise you. So we, we can't rely on physical touch in the same way. So we have to rely on that connection. So as I've already mentioned, start asking deeper questions, more interesting questions. And so this can be anything from, you know, as I've said, how, how are you finding this year? Like what's been, what's been your, as the Kardashians would say, your peak and your pit of 2020, um, maybe don't mention the Kardashian bit. They probably won't know what a peak in a pit is. Um, and the second thing is like, actually listen to the answers. This is something I've always struggled with because as you probably can tell, I'm an oversharer, I'm a blabberer, um, chatterbox. So I've had to really work on listening, 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 listening. And this is a little top tip from, um, coaching. So when someone, you ask them a question and then they respond, instead of doing what I used to always do, which is just jump in with my own two cents worth or my experience, blah, 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 is actually like you kind of repeat what they've said. And you say, so can I just check that I got this right? So you said such and such and such, and that made you feel this. Is that right? Or, you know, so you're kind of, what you're doing there is you're confirming to them that you ha have actually been actively listening. It's the most flattering thing that we can give to each other right now is our, is our genuine undivided attention. Um, as opposed to just jumping in with our own stories, et cetera. Not to say you won't have your moment, but it's so flattering. Like I have a friend who always does that and it makes me feel so seen and valued and heard. So I really, really promise you that it's like actually a really powerful flirting tip because no one does it. So the next thing in that vein, share something vulnerable about yourself. So whether that's, you know what, I had a really, really tough time in lockdown, particularly in March or April, because this, this, this happened. So this is not about oversharing. You don't need to tell them, you know, you, you don't need to go on a like half an hour monologue about it, but just share very briefly one thing, because what you're doing there is you're giving them permission and you're basically saying, this isn't, this is a safe space, this is a safe space to share something, but without like overwhelming them with too much info, it just means that that connection is there and the whole vibe between you the dynamic will completely shift instead of just talking about very superficial sort of surface level things 
Also, one of my favorite tips, keep it in the date. It's very easy to future trip, especially right now with everything that's going on. It's so understandable, but why why people are going to be feeling more like, oh, I really want a partner for Christmas, like because I just feel lonely and scared and the world's crazy. And so you start future tripping and projecting and and like, you know, what I used to do is just imagining, you know, myself walking down the aisle and this person I've just sat down with for coffee. Do you know what I mean? bit much so just keep it in the date like show up play play the date full out like give your undivided presence and attention and and then just surrender to the festive festival my love like literally surrender to the festival and if it's meant to be it will just the dynamic between you and the communication between you will just flow organically as opposed to you having to force it so finally this is um a great tool so you're on a date let's say a virtual date, always leave them wanting more. Oh, I was never good at this, but I got so much better, which means like you be the one to end it. So like when it feels like an appropriate time, like I used to just sort of linger because I've had a really nice time and I don't want it to end and I want to keep going. But actually when it comes to that place, you know, where there's that sort of shift, that like you be the one to go, look, this has been really great, but I need to get off now. Um, Or you don't say I need to get off, like I'm going to go and have a bath or like, like, you know, show that there's other options because there are, by the way, like, honestly, leave them wanting more. Like, because whenever any, and it's not, this is not about playing a game. It's just about coming back to that idea of the art of seduction. It's not giving everything away up front. It is the slow tease. And so that, that can be in the actual date itself, but it also can be over time, over the weeks of the courtship and the wooing, that you're leaving them wanting more. And it it just means that like, you're both excited for the next time you speak instead of like, well, we've absolutely exhausted this. Like when I was younger, I used to be on the phone to boyfriends for like six hours. I mean, it was fun when you were like 13, but you know, you basically, the phone conversation ends because you fall asleep. <laughs> you both fall asleep on the phone and then your dad screws at you because the <laughs> the phone bill is like astronomical. So anyway, my darlings, listen, I hope this has been helpful. I've really, really loved sharing with you. Um, Do come and tell me in my free Facebook group, Persia's Love Hub, which of these tips has resonated the most for you and how you plan on implementing that tip. The link for the group is in the show notes. And if there is one thing I want you to take away from this episode, it is that you get to determine your experience of Christmas 2020 in romance and everything else. As I've said, one day we will all look back on this nostalgically. So why not choose to cherish and embrace the situation we find ourselves in now? Because even though, let's be honest, it ain't great, it's not as bad as First World War and Second World War. That's what I keep coming back to. What 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 our I say ancestors, that's what grandparents, great grandparents, <laughs> um, what they had to go through with that, way harder. And I don't even want to kind of go into that because it's, you know. It's not, it's a bit bleak, isn't it, for a festive podcast episode? But listen, surrender to the festive festival. That's what I'll leave you with. Surrender to the festival. Let me get it out. Surrender to the festive festival. Quite a tongue twister. You try it. Anyway, until next week, my loves. Mwah. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. 
please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. And if you want to learn how to court consciously during COVID and call in the healthy, happy relationship you desire and deserve, don't forget to download my free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate over at getyoursoulmate.com forward slash free training. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.